Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Services available in office or virtual. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. We are your hosts. Herdeen Mercier, licensed clinical social worker. And I am Dr. Jameson Mercier, also licensed clinical social worker. You like how we did that there? Slightly different intro? Yes, baby. You're amazing. Boy, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you with the words of affirmation. Hey guys, so we're continuing our series for this month where we're looking at mental illness as we are at the time of this recording in the month of May. So whether you find this in June, October, whenever you happen to be listening to this episode, know that we're specifically talking about mental illness, mental health awareness month. Not just mental illness, but for this podcast, we're talking about mental illness in your relationship, in your marriage and how to overcome it, how to understand it, how to process it, and how to identify it. Yeah, specifically within the context of your marriage. Uh, the previous episode was, um, as if you have a spouse or as a spouse, you are battling depression, for example, or maybe another kind of uh, mental illness, but your spouse thinks you're lying. Mm. So if you didn't catch that episode, go back and listen to that episode and that will get you caught up to speed with this one and our uh, the next episode. Now, speaking of next episode, yes. we also have an announcement to make. Oh, this one was hard for me. Yes. Very, very hard. So this episode and the next episode will be our last two episodes for season one. For season one. Okay. So we'll be back. So it's not all terrible. You know? And it was so hard for me, honey, because I love this process of us um, being able to help couples download some wisdom, have them see things in a better light. Um, yes, I agree. You love it. Yes. And I thoroughly love it, too. Mm-hmm. But there's something called taking a break. I know a much needed break. Um, baby, let me tell you, when we come back. It is going to be on and popping with amazing interviews, um, amazing discussions, new content. We need time to recharge. And I will tell you, um, Dr. J says it best. He is the... I am the residential self-care expert of this outfit here. <laughs> this this whole setup. Because, listen, if you know her, Dean, or if you've watched her at all, you know she'll go nonstop. I will. Until she's running on fumes. Yes. And then I'm like, okay, now we need to go seek counseling because you're just <laughs> acting all kinds of weird. Right? And so rather than burnout, yes. you know, it... We're, we're going to round out season one. And we had a good season one. We did. Our very first season. I, I will tell you, I was very, very nervous in the beginning. Like, you know, you don't know who's really listening to you. Mm-hmm. Will they listen? All these fears came up. But I will tell you, this was so much fun. And I hate to say that season one um, 
needs to happen or come to an end. But I'm super excited because I know what we are um, taking a break from to revamp yeah. and to bring you new content. Yeah, it, it's, you know, we do our best to practice what we preach. And so we're going to be we're going to be away from the podcast for couple of months maybe a few months mm-hmm. um we're gonna come back in the fall now if you've been following us for any length of time you do know that we like to vacation oh, yes. and so if you've not already um subscribe to our social media feeds and stay in touch with us over the summer and in between episodes over on instagram at dr jameson marcier uh the wife mentor and um, over on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. We're still going to be engaging with you. We just will not be releasing uh, new episodes for the podcast. But you know what, honey? We may drop in some bonus episodes. So stay subscribed. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Oh, listen. I wasn't expecting that they would unsubscribe. Okay. I'm just letting them know. Yeah, no. I'm just saying, y'all, just, just put a pin in it for now. <laughs> And uh, wait for season two. Yeah. All right. Again. Because if Sutton touch us and we have to get on the mic while we're traveling, trust me, we have a traveling set. <laughs> and there she go again, just setting up more work. I know. I'm so bad. Yes. And that's why like you're I, the chief. Yeah, the yeah. chief what? Yeah. No, that was vetoed. Just. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, we're going to take a break. Yes. A much okay. needed break. Um, follow us so on our road trip. Just stay in touch with us for that. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the sad but sweet news. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to be working on a se- second season. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, you were away this I, past weekend. I was away this past weekend. And I've mentioned it earlier um, in other podcasts that I am a part of mastery and momentum hold on say that again mastery and momentum okay okay mastery and momentum thank you with miss patrice washington oh my god she's an amazing coach um and then our co-coach um courage molino is also amazing and it was just so refreshing like my my cup okay stop 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 where were you Kissimmee, Florida. Okay. We stayed at like a 14-bedroom house. It was a massive sleepover, and it was totally amazing. Okay. I recharged. Uh, Okay, so it was amazing. (laughs) Good. We talked. We laughed. We cried. We supported. We had fun. We danced. We worked out. We went for walks. We had Chef Tika mm. making all our meals. Oh, nice. Amazing. Nice. So she been busy. Yes. Um, and uh, I was home with the kids. Yes. Doing it. Yep, 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 yep. Um, you were had a busy weekend with the kids, though. No, we always... Good but fun though, you okay. know, fishing, um, going out, doing some daddy stuff that we can't tell mom about. So <laughs> that's how, that's as how we do. As long as you all are all alive, I'm totally fine. Yeah, that's how we do. So so let's get into today's episode. All right. Um, so we're continuing our series 
again, about mental illness and mental health uh, as it relates to um, a marriage or a relationship. And today, so we've talked, so we've talked about um, if you're feeling depressed or you have a mental illness, but your spouse doesn't believe you what to do and how to address that. Today, specifically, we're going to talk about being married to someone who's battling a mental illness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who's been diagnosed with a mental illness or someone who is undiagnosed. But you know there's something not right. Right. You just seem to be noticing that they've changed and noticing that they're not themselves, right? That's usually what uh, people say. The first thing people say is that, you know what, you're not, something's off about you, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and so loving someone with a mental illness um, is hard. Mm-hmm. It's a very challenging thing, specific, particularly if you knew them before and then they came down with this mental illness mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And when we say mental illness, we're talking about depression. Depression is a common one. We're talking about perhaps bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about someone who perhaps may be dealing with some PTSD, mm-hmm. uh, someone dealing with some major anxiety. Mm-hmm. OK, there's a wide range. But for those of you who've experienced it, you know what we're talking about and you know how challenging uh, that can be. Mm -hmm. So if you've not dealt with it, but you find yourself in that situation, these are just some ideas and some tips to kind of uh, assist you through this process. Mm -hmm. Now, as we say in the beginning of every show, you should consult a counselor, consult a qualified professional. Okay, as while we are qualified ourselves, we are not providing you therapy. No. Okay, so do your work. Reach out to someone um, who can help you in your specific situation. Okay. Now, something that people tend to say to those who are battling a mental disorder or mental illness is to try harder. Try harder. Stop being weak. Hurry up and get back to normal, you know. So, you know, some of the information that uh, we're going to be sharing with you, you could find on any of the mental health uh, mm-hmm. websites. Mm-hmm. One in particular is NAMI, mm-hmm. a National Alliance on Mental Illness. And they talk about when you tell someone to um, try harder, that is actually... What we're doing is we're separating mental illness from any other kind of uh, me- medical or, condi- or, mm-hmm. or, or condition or illness, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, the example they use specifically, if someone is having an asthma attack mm-hmm. or a heart attack, mm-hmm. the last thing you would want to say to them is try harder. What does that mean? You wouldn't tell someone uh-huh. having a heart attack to stop being weak. Mm-hmm. You know, you would get on the phone, dial 911. If it's a heart attack or a stroke or they're unresponsive, you'd start CPR perhaps. But you would not blame the person for having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And so what we do with individuals who are battling a mental illness is we blame them. Now, we don't realize it, but we blame them. And so what we want to do is encourage you to not do that Mm -hmm. okay um 
not to put that added burden on the individual who's struggling with the mental with a mental illness. Now, one interesting statistic that I came across in preparing for this episode was uh-huh. that our suicide rates in this country uh-huh. are, are higher now than our homicide rates. Whoa. Okay. So let me Say let me repeat again, that. Okay. Very slowly for those who probably did not catch it the first time. Our national suicide rates according to who? Uh according to NAMI are higher. Uh, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but our suicide rates are higher than our national homicide rates. And if anyone has numbers that indicate otherwise, let me know, shoot me an email, and we'll have that discussion. If, if So assuming that is the case, right, that means more people mm-hmm. are dying by suicide than they are dying at the hands of someone else. My Lord, my Lord. People are hurting. Hmm. People are hurting to the point where they are turning on themselves. They feel like the best way to resolve that pain is to take themselves out of the equation. Mm -hmm. We don't want to um, do anything to push them further into that um, flawed thinking, that that thinking that that just contribute, the words that contribute to the mental illness. Okay. So we want to act fast as opposed to blaming them and telling them to do something like try harder. You know what, babe, and and just kind of listening to the statistics and what you're saying, I'm thinking about when someone says, you know, I'm depressed. Oftentimes, as a clinician, the very first thing I think about is safety. Mm -hmm. And I assess for suicidal thoughts because suicidal thoughts come with depression. And I don't know if this is if it's it's not common information to the people who are not in our field. So when you hear an individual say, I'm depressed, don't question them. Don't question their faith. Don't question what they're telling you. Take it as fact and ask them, are they connected with someone that is going to help them process this? Um, experience that I shouldn't say experience. No, just process what they're feeling, process what they're feeling. Because at the end of the day, the, it's such a m- major comment for them or a major step for them to say, I am depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right, babe. Um, oh, I like that, babe. Yes. <laughs> so again, now moving on, if you're the spouse uh, and again, your husband or your wife is dealing or battling with mental illness, it is to your benefit to learn the symptoms okay and and the main reason you want to learn the symptoms is because when we don't know what the symptoms are for a particular mental illness anything and everything that your spouse does you are going to take personal Mm -hmm. okay so if your husband or wife can't get out of bed or is not getting out of bed then if you don't understand that that could be a symptom of depression you will turn around and say, look at your lazy behind. Mm-hmm. Now you're just not getting out of bed just to spite me. Mm-hmm. What did I do to you that you're just going to let me take care of the kids? Mm-hmm. You know, 
you don't want to have sex. What is it? Is it something that I said? Is it mm-hmm. something that I did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, people battling with certain mental illnesses might isolate. Okay. If you don't understand that people isolate when they're battling, whether it's PTSD or depression like we keep using, you might begin to think they don't love you anymore. And now it's something that you've done. Learn the symptoms. Okay. Learn what it looks like. Learn what people do according to whatever diagnoses or mental illness your spouse is battling, uh, battling against. And then don't take it personal. Okay. You have to um, decide how you're going to look at these things. Okay, being offended by the symptoms of mental illness only makes things worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, it only makes things worse. And now that you're shaming them for a symptom of their illness, it drives them deeper and deeper in the illness. Okay, which is counterproductive. Okay, it gives you the exact opposite of what you want. All right. Next thing you want to do is research the treatment options. Mm -hmm. Research them, whether that's a Google search, whether it's calling your uh, uh, HR, EAP, find out, find out what the options are. Okay, we said we've said this before. There are medications. There's talk therapy. There's a lot out there for for the treatment of mental illness. Sometimes it may require that your spouse be in a hospital for a little bit. Mm-hmm. If your spouse has gone days without sleeping, if your spouse is having panic and anxiety attacks, they may need to be hospitalized. Keeping them at home, keeping them in an environment that is only, that is only going to exacerbate their condition puts them at harm puts you at harm, puts your children at harm if you have them. Yep. So it may only it may be that hey, you know what babe, you know what honey, we we got to go to the hospital. And at the hospital there's medication. Okay, there's doctors, there's there's all sorts of treatment. On the flip side, it may be outpatient treatment, right? It may be a visit to a psychiatrist. It may be scheduling an appointment with a therapist. All of those things, it may be, but I think most important, the most important aspect I want people to understand is the powerful question of asking, how can I support you in this season? And if they don't know, honey, what would be some suggestions you think besides saying you need to go get help? Do you take the next step of making the appointment? Well, so going with them. Well, so depending on how far along uh, your spouse is in their mental illness, Mm -hmm. you may have to lead this thing. Mm -hmm. Another statistic I want to leave you with or give you is that between uh, from the time that someone is diagnosed or not even diagnosed, begins to show signs of a mental illness. Right. That is, they begin to decompensate. And the time that they actually begin to receive treatment, on average, is about 10 years. Mm -hmm. 
on average, people go about 10 years between the onset of a mental illness and receiving treatment. If you're on the on the on the longer side of you know waiting eight, nine, ten years, that means you've struggled a long time. Okay? And so as a spouse, you may have to be the one to go and say, Hey, I've made some appointments. We have this to go to, we have this to do. Mm-hmm. But if it's early, mm-hmm. your spouse may very well be capable. With some encouragement, of course, mm-hmm. he or she may be com- uh, 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 able to schedule their own appointments and make the uh, the appointments. And, and and it's also just going to places where you can find um, therapists, going to those websites, Googling the therapists you're trying to look for, mm-hmm. and then heading over there and sitting with your spouse to say, okay, let's read some of these and let's talk about it. Let's read some of the bios. Let's see. Okay. What can we do? Yeah. Doing it together. It makes the person feel like they're alone. I think the crisis of going through mental health, um, or having mental health issues is that the person thinks that they're alone and, and, and they're doomed. Yeah. Yeah. No, you see mental illness can be very isolating Yes. and, and that's what we want to go against. Okay. Um, now, uh, understand as you research your um, treatment options, okay, um, you want to make sure you find a good fit and a good match um, and recognize that it will take time. Okay. Now, there are some, let me say this, there are some conditions, right, mm-hmm. that, um, are, are more severe than others. Yes. Okay. Yes. So if we're talking about someone who's having, who's actively delusional manic. or uh-huh. a manic, um, seeing things, hearing things, um, they're in no condition themselves to handle this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you may have to handle that. Okay. But barring any of the major mental illnesses, they could very well be an active participant in their own treatment. All right. Um, next thing I want to say is to let go of the timetable. Yes. Let go. Like let go of the of saying you should be over this by now. Yeah. There's this idea that in a week or two, you'll be fine. Mm-mm. Or in a month or two, you'll be fine. And I want to add this. The moment you go to therapy and you start feeling a little bit better, that doesn't mean you stop going. You continue to keep going because it's a process and it's an emotional roller coaster as well. Yeah. There is no magic number of months, years, weeks that someone will be cured, right? The reality of the situation is that mental illnesses, right? Some certain mental illnesses people struggle for, uh, they struggle, you will, people will struggle with them for years and for some people they battle certain mental illnesses their entire lives Mm -hmm. you know it's similar to the idea of uh, a substance abuse Mm -hmm. right people are always in recovery you're in recovery it could be 20 years recovery you know 20 years clean 25 years clean um so don't should right that and we've heard the shoulds and Mm -hmm. That just makes things that much worse, okay? Recognize that this healing and this being better and and, and getting better is a process, 
Okay. That's a word that has become an integral part of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about mental illness, if, if we're talking about putting together a course or if we're talking about painting the, a wall. It's a process. Okay. And if you begin to recognize it's a process, then whether it's good or bad, whether times are happy or sad, you recognize that we're going through this together and we're going to keep going through it together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that, oh, listen, it's been three months already and, you know, you should you should be fine. Right. Drop the shoulds. Okay. Um, Outside support is key. Outside support is key. Now, it's key for the spouse who's um, battling the mental illness. So that would be either a community, right? So if, if we're talking substance abuse, then we're talking about going to meetings and groups. Mm-hmm. But for yourself as the spouse who's well, if you do not have outside support and maybe even a therapist of your own. Yes. Okay. It, will, it will begin to feel overwhelming. You will burn out. Yes. You will burn out, right? It takes a community to help people heal from mental illness. And you yourself, you cannot do it alone. You yourself can't fix it. And you damn sure can't fix it alone. That's right, honey. Okay. Um, so do yourself a favor. Seek outside support, not just for you. Uh, but for your spouse. And it doesn't have to be the same. It could be two totally different um, groups. Okay. Um, so those are some some tips about when you're in a marriage and your spouse is actively dealing with a mental illness um, and, and what you can do to help yourself, the marriage, and your spouse. Now, there is one other thing I do want to mention. What is it, my love? Marriages inherently are stressful. Marriages are hard. When you take two people who say they love each other and they want to live together and they want to build a life together, there's going to be conflict. Yes. Okay. If you have kids, a mortgage and a hurricane comes and all that kind of crap, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. When you add a mental illness into that equation, it just makes it 10 times harder. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, if people get divorced in relationships and marriages where there is no mental illness, mm-hmm. then you know for a fact that there are divorces that result because of mental illness. Mm-hmm. That wow, is, I have to take a deep breath for that. That is a reality of the situation. And I'm taking this deep breath because... There's some relationships that could have could have been saved just with the proper information or the knowledge or the training or support. Um, But I think sometimes we think divorce is that quick fix to um, get out that season of hardship. Yeah. So for some people, yeah, divorce is an escape. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't deal with this. No, I don't want to deal with it. And, And you know what? We're not sitting here judging when you should and when you should not get a divorce. We're merely pointing out that it does happen. Now, some people will stay married 
mm-hmm. based on the guilt that they feel that's true. for abandoning a spouse who has a mental illness. Mm, that's good. I can tell you right now, deciding to stay with your spouse because he or she has a mental illness is only delaying the inevitable. If you're not staying because you've decided to stay, if you've not staying because you recognize this as the worst in the for better or worse, Mm -hmm. then it is only you're already halfway out the door now. And I'm not judging you. I am not judging anyone who has begun to feel like that. Okay, what you want to do is seriously uh, consider what you want to do. Can you remain in a marriage where your spouse is battling depression, major depression? Mm -hmm. Can you remain in a marriage where your spouse is in the bed for weeks at a time? Mm. Don't want to see the sun. Don't want to see the sun. Don't want to see the kids. Can you stay in a marriage where you now have to shoulder 97% of the responsibilities because your spouse is unable to? Right? Not because they're lazy. Yeah, not, not because they because don't want they to. They can't. It's because it's just a time of darkness for them. Right. And and you're right. And I'm glad you said lazy bay because the fact is and I heard someone describe this uh last week actually. Um it may look like people who are depressed, for example, since we're using that one, that they're lazy and just laying around. Mm-hmm. But there is, it is exhausting. Yeah. It is exhausting to be depressed. Very. Okay, because you never really settle. And so it isn't that people don't want to uh, be part of the marriage. It's an illness. Mm-hmm. You need to know what your limits are. You need to know if this is something that you can handle, right? It may require counseling. It may require therapy. But understand, staying out of guilt, staying because you don't want to be judged as the bad wife Mm. or the bad husband who abandoned the spouse Mm -hmm. when they needed you most. Mm -hmm. Just because you've stayed physically doesn't mean you've not abandoned them emotionally. Oh, come on now. You have to really understand what it is you're saying yes to and if you are really able to do that. Okay? And this falls into taking care of yourself. Can you do that within the context of this marriage or do you need to step away from it for a little bit? You can, and I repeat, you can support a spouse who is mentally ill during a separation. There are ways. I'm not advocating one way or the other. I'm merely pointing it out. Yes. So we've been talking today about when you're married to someone who has a mental illness and what you can do, what you might want to not do anymore, Mm -hmm. things you may want to consider for yourself as well as your spouse. If you find yourself in a similar situation or know of anyone in a situation, share this with them. Um, you yourself find a way to get the support that you need. Um, and remember, you are not alone. If you're the spouse that is 
going through the um the mental challenge right now or the depression or you feel like you are alone alone i just want to to remind you that you are not alone you are not alone and there are supports and systems in place to support you back to your fullness your wholeness so that you can live your life's purpose well said babe thanks guys uh I hope this has been of value to you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for staying with us. Um, And we're going to be back again next week for our final episode in this series, as well as final episode. Look at you. You're cringing right now. I know. Can we just do one more after that? No. Uh, Final episode. He's such a hearty. Final. (laughs) Hardy. I don't even know what that is. I just made it up. Final episode for season one. Okay. Um, Thank you. Thank you for having joined us for the ride. Thank you for, again, sharing. Thank you for uh, encouraging us. Um, We repay it by trying and working to give you more value and uh, making it worth your time. Again, you've been listening to the Couples Council podcast. Uh, I'm Dr. Jameson Mercier, licensed clinical social worker. And I'm Herdeen Mercier, licensed clinical social worker. Take an opportunity now to go over to our social media, uh, Instagram, Dr. Jameson Mercier, uh, and The Wife Mentor, um, as, well on fa- as well as Facebook, and the uh, website, mercierwellness.com. Okay, these things will be valuable to you uh, during the summer and the brief hiatus. Stay connected with us there, guys. Thank you again. Um, We really appreciate the love and support. Take care of yourself. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the next episode. Of Uh, the Couples Council. Bye for now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard, and we'll catch you on the next episode.